Hello, beautiful people. You are listening to the Inside Job Podcast with Mikkel Brand Oliver. The Inside Job Podcast will share light, love, and lessons to support you in loving and valuing yourself from the inside out. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to episode three of The Inside Job. Thank you for listening and for your desire to grow in your journey of being emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually well. I am Mikkel Brand-Oliver, someone like you who strives to be the best version of themselves. Every Monday for the next seven weeks of season one of The Inside Job podcast, I will share light, love, and lessons to help us unearth self-love from the inside out. If anything discussed in this episode is helpful for you, please share the podcast with those in your circle, rate, leave a review, connect with me, and apply what you heard. Shout out to family, friends, loved ones, and new connections who have shown love and support to the Inside Job podcast via text, calls, emails, and shares. I love you and appreciate you. And to support our collective growth, you can now access downloads of the mindset check-ins, keys, quotes, and scriptures from each episode and an inside job digital journal by going to www.striveforimpact.com backslash podcast. Hard T, no S. So that's strive for, F-O-R, impact, M-P-A-C-T, dot com, backslash, podcast. No I in impact. Shout out to E-Square Labs, LLC, for the design work. So get your downloads from all of the episodes at striveforimpact.com, backslash, podcast. All right, you already know what it is. Let's warm up with a mindset check-in. A mindset check-in is a temperature check of your heart, which is the nucleus of your entire being and drives your mind, thoughts, and behaviors. Matthew 6, 21 states, for where your treasure is, there your heart, your wishes, your desires, that on which your life centers will be also. The mindset check-in for episode three is, what words of wisdom would you share with your younger self? Based on what you now know from living some, what advice would you tell little you? If possible, I want you to get a picture of your younger self. Take it in for a bit. Observe the essence of your youth the brightness, boldness, or sadness in your eyes and think about the sage advice you would give to young you. I would say to young Mikkel, sweetheart, everything about you is valuable and important. The very things you don't believe about yourself are your strengths turned inside out. Your persistent questioning and laser focus on fairness and speaking up with someone has been wronged 
will shed light and open minds and hearts. Now you'll learn how to refine your approach. You'll grow in how you express your feelings and your delivery will be eloquent, pointed, and golden hearted. Mikkel, you are the person you will search for. Your relationship with God and your relationship with yourself will offer fulfillment the world cannot give or take away. Your mission is to bring light and life to everyone and everything your mind, heart, and hands touch. You'll learn from your mistakes and your wounds will be imprints of healing. I love you. I believe in you. Keep going. This week, reflect on what words of wisdom you would share with your younger self. Write your thoughts down or audio record your thoughts. Share them and ask someone the same question. The topic for episode three is, drum roll please. Step out to find out, moving in the purpose and plan God has for you. Mikkel, they might still be working through the keys from episode one and two. I know, it's a journey. We're building a playbook together and going at a pace that is right for our individual walk and transformational for our collective walk. And we're on this journey together. And our starting point is self-love. Self-love at its core is the ability to receive. Receiving God's love for us that we don't have to earn or work for. It is a gift. Growing in his love in our relationship with him, flowing in his love in our relationship with self, and giving of his love in our relationship with others and those around us. Using our gifts, talents, ideas, our vision, our skills, our lived experiences, our innovation and creativity is one of the ways we express internal love externally. We were all created with purpose and assignments and everything you need to fulfill your assignment is already on your person. You're equipped right now. But Mikhail, my money is funny. Yeah, you're equipped. But I'm struggling with loss and pain and challenges. Yes, you are and you're equipped. But I don't have the qualifications, the experience, the status, or the network. Uh Uh-huh. You're equipped. But my background is a little tricky. I've been through some things, made some mistakes and poor decisions. Got it. You're equipped. I'm older. I've, I've lived my life. I'm past that stage. Yep. You're equipped. Mikhail, I have children, a spouse, responsibilities, and barely enough time to listen to this podcast. I got you. And you're equipped. Mikhail, now you know the system is designed to advance a few and oppress many. Show is. And you've been equipped. The economy, though, the health crisis, the world is in disarray right now. I see it. And you're still equipped. But but I'm shy. I like to be in the background. I know. And you're equipped. You're equipped because God is with you. 
just think about how far you've come. Don't discount your growth. Don't minimize the ways you've evolved. Don't let it be lost on you. What you have been able to accomplish. The ways God has been faithful to you. Right now, y'all, what are you proud of in your life? Don't worry about size or status or standard. You are the standard. What are you proud of at this very moment? Maybe you didn't lose your temper or you completed a task you were avoiding or you stuck to a commitment or your relationships are thriving. Maybe your patience has evolved and you've been praying more often and spending time with God. Perhaps you've been more organized. Maybe you haven't cussed anyone out for two weeks, two days, or two hours. Perhaps you've started to ask for help more or take the initial steps to act on your dreams. Whatever it is that you're proud of, bring that to mind and remembrance and appreciate yourself. If it takes you a while to think of something you're proud of, that's an indicator that you need to be reminded of how important and valuable you are more often. Treat yourself like someone you love and take more notice of the positive and hopeful pieces of yourself. When I released the podcast and shared it with friends, family, and loved ones, I went through so much head trash and nervousness. I'm talking about like just a few days ago on 2121. I started to doubt, question, and reject my gift. Man, y'all, I kept wishing I didn't have anything to say. Wishing God hadn't placed things in my heart to share. Wishing God wouldn't use me and that I could be quiet and unseen. I circled in this thought for a good portion of the day. The same day the podcast was live on platforms. After I spent months praying, journaling, meditating, and seeking God's direction on what to share. After having the phrase, it's an inside job, come to me while journaling in September of 2020. After recording a whole episode on self-accusation and condemnation, I was wishing my gift and my purpose away. Y'all, I have always had something to say all my life. I've been asking questions and provoking thoughts and ruffling feathers since I was a youngin. God designed me this way for such a time as this. What I was wishing away out of fear wasn't even possible. It's in my nature to dissect, introspect, reflect, and teach. Teaching is my God-given gift, and learning is the iron that sharpens my gift. The next morning, I apologize to God in my window where I pray for wishing his gift away for the ungratefulness and unbelief in my heart and for rejecting his plan. I told God I wanted an Isaiah, send me out go spirit with the courage of Joshua. And on that same day, I received an email 
from someone I don't know personally, but who injected so much joy and so much love into my spirit. And she shared with me that she had prayed to God about things in her heart and that the podcast confirmed for her that she was on the right path. God sent her to me to fortify my spirit and sent me to her to fortify hers. Courage is what I desire most. In the words of Nelson Mandela, courage is not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. There is no past, present, or future justification that can eliminate or overshadow what you are purposed for, according to God's will and plan for your life. The only barrier to maximizing your purpose and living the life you desire and were created for is you. When fear, worry, and anxiety take up residence in your mind and heart, it paralyzes your path your purpose, and the very things you desire and want for yourself. Fear can make something that is good and beneficial for you and others feel like a giant. In the book of Numbers in the Bible, Moses, following God's command, sent 12 leaders to scout out the land of Canaan, which was the promised land flowing with milk and honey. The Israelites were in the wilderness at this point and had been delivered from slavery in Egypt. And Moses told the 12 leaders that were going to scout out the land of Canaan. He told them the directions to go in, what to look for. He told them to survey the land, observe the people, bring back some fruit and be courageous. So the men stayed on the Canaan scope out duty for 40 days and returned back to Moses and reported on what they observed. And they told Moses, yep, it's official. Canaan is definitely the spot of milk and honey. Matter of fact, here's some of the grapes you told us to bring you. But (laughs) the people there, yeah, they're strong. And the cities are large. And they're deep there. There's a lot of people encamped around Canaan. And in the midst of this shook one's report, Caleb, who was one of the 12 on the scout mission, quiets everyone and he interjects and says, we must certainly go and take possession of Canaan because we can most definitely conquer it. And the rest of the scouts were like, absolutely not, Caleb, sit down. The people in the land are like giants and we're grasshoppers compared to them. There is no way we can take the promised land. And Caleb's fearlessness was muted by the Israelites' fearfulness. They couldn't conceive how they could possess the promised land with the barriers and challenges being so great in size and number. It blinded their ability to see the fruitfulness of the land. That thing got so real 
that the Israelites started to wish they were dead. Their fear was so palpable and so massive that the thought of death offered more peace than the possibility of facing their challenge. God even asked Moses in Numbers 14, 11, how long will these people treat me disrespectfully and reject me? And how long will they not believe in me despite all the miraculous signs which I have performed among them? Caleb spoke to his people again, this time joined by Joshua, and they told the folks, listen, the land is good land. And God has purposed this land for us. Don't rebel against God and fear the people of the land. The Lord is with us. Now, if you don't know the rest of the story, you can get up to speed by reading Exodus and Numbers. But for those who do know the rest of the story, thank God for Jesus. Because God was not pleased with the murmuring, disrespect, and constant disregard for him and his promises. Caleb and Joshua were the only men from their generation of Israelites that made it into the promised land after 40 years. For everyone else, their fear and their disbelief kept them in the wilderness for the rest of their lives. When it comes to what we are purposed for, what you were uniquely designed to do, There are promises and land marked for you too. And we're going to have to step out to find out what's in store. But what's holding us back? What keeps the dreams and aspirations we have bottled up? What causes us to run from the stirrings deep down in our spirit that long for more? desire more, can actually see more for ourselves, our families, our loved ones, our community. I know you want to see and know the full picture first. You're a planner, you're a realist, I get it. You'd feel more comfortable with certainty and a guarantee. Well, Romans 8.28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. I understand you want to move in decency and order in your life. But how do you know you're not moving in fear and disobedience? What's the difference? Yes, I hear you. Discernment is essential and making decisions with godly and skillful wisdom is imperative and serves as a filter for direction and guidance for your path and what is to come into your life. And even when you apply discernment and skillful godly wisdom, you can take a wrong turn and something might get in that shouldn't. But you don't remain lost for long or allow things to come into your life that shouldn't be there for an extended stay. You walk that thing right on out and get back on your path. In order to apply discernment and wisdom, you have to have room. You can't be constricted and overwhelmed with worry, fear, doubt, restlessness, idleness, unforgiveness, and consistently and intentionally filter what you take in and move in the plan and purpose God has for you. First, you have to be in prayer. And secondly, 
you have to have space to be able to think, evaluate, assess, and examine, and use discernment in making decisions. You have to have room to do that. When your heart is clogged, congested, and compounded by fear, trauma, and pain, and experiences that haven't been unpacked or attended to or revealed so they can heal, your room to discern and apply godly wisdom is limited. And more often than not, you'll stay in a place that you were only meant to pass through for an entire lifetime. The same fearful mindset and thinking the Israelites had about seizing the promised land is the same fearful thinking and mindsets we have about seizing things God has purpose for us. Whatever it is you're sitting on and fearful to step out in, whether it's an opportunity, an idea, a business, a partnership, a ministry, starting a group, sharing your writing, sharing your testimony, building content, creating a course, serving, planning, impacting your community, whatever it is for you. I have five reminders to help us face fear and do it scared. Reminder number one, God is with you. God has already marked the land for you. Everything you need is on you. You are the answer. It's God's strength, guidance, and protection and provision that will make it possible and has made it possible. Not your own strength or intellect or work history or status. All the things you've overcome, what you've gone through, what you've conquered, what you've lived through and been through and are going through right now, he's been with you, beside you, in front of you, behind you, and within you. You've never been alone, even when you felt like it or if you feel like it now. Isaiah 4.10 says, Do not fear anything, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. God is always there and has encamped help and support around you. If we receive or not is the difference maker. You cannot receive what you don't believe. When you receive, trust in, rely on, and adhere to God's instruction, you will move in what you're destined for. There will be giants, opposition, and trials for certain. I mean, Jesus, y'all, the epitome of perfect. Healing, teaching, uplifting, and giving love was rejected. Rejection, doubt, doubters is the exact space to exercise your faith and watch God be God and reap the treasures and the triumph. Get in your word. 
You have to know the instructions to adhere to the instructions. And here's an added reminder on this one. God will send and place people in your life to support your dreams, to walk alongside of you. But use discernment. You can't share your dreams, hopes, and aspirations with everyone. If someone isn't cultivating their own passion and dreams, living in their purpose, they can't support and hold yours. You will reflect something that they don't recognize and their response to you could be dream killing. Beware of dream killers. Connect with dream builders. And you, you be a dream builder for others. You support the dreams and the passion and the purpose of others. And also be mindful of how people perpetuate their own fears on you. Even with the best intentions, people who love you can cast a layer of doubt and fear on what you are sitting on and aspiring to step out in. Now, don't dismiss their warnings. Extract the wisdom but run their fear through your own process. What has God said to you about this? What has been confirmed for you in this area? What affirmations do you have in your heart about this? What has the word confirmed about this for you? What has your research confirmed about this? Trusted folks, people who love you may also check you when you share, like my mom delivering that truth serum to me. When folks call you in with love and let you know that, look, you need to tighten up in your step out process, receive that and grow. Out of the 12 leaders who scoped the land of Canaan, only two saw the opportunity while the majority saw the obstacle. Examine the feedback, trust your treasure, God is with you, and do it scared. Reminder number two, strength and weakness. Your greatest strength when abused and overused is your greatest weakness. Your weakness is your strength turned inside out. When we abuse our strengths by not believing in our gift, Wishing our gifts away, me, being fearful to use our gifts, mishandling our gifts, they become weak and battered. When we overuse our strengths, not resting, always giving, overextending care, giving to others in ways we don't even give to ourselves, failing to set boundaries, not utilizing the power of no, and not caring for ourselves, our strengths grow weary. If your strength is being a visionary, meaning you are catalytic, you have vivid ideas that can ignite powerful manifestations. But when fear takes residence in your heart and mind, when you don't trust your treasure, when you waver in your value, your strength of being a visionary shows up as being indecisive. You hesitate. You can become a perfectionist and don't allow room for error for yourself or others. Your strengths and your weaknesses are inextricably connected. 
And your strengths, y'all, are exactly what you need for your assignment. Nurture your strengths. Be mindful of when your strengths have been abused and overused by you and are showing up as your weakness and dominating your thought life and actions. Reminder number three, mistakes versus regrets. Shout out to Pastor Battle for this one. Live with mistakes, not regrets. Mistakes indicate that you tried, you attempted, you stepped out to find out, and you learned. Regrets indicate that you didn't even try and more than likely became a prisoner of fear. When you imagine the end of your life and look back to this very moment, what will you hope you did with this time? Reminder number four, direction comes in the doing. When you begin to take hold of what you're sitting on and you are sitting on a gold mine, even if you have to unearth it, and I'm not just talking about new business ideas, how you have survived what you've been through, that's a book to help people. The lessons you've learned That's a written family vision that can inspire your children. The time you've spent working in your industry, that's a mentoring circle. The journals you've kept, that's a podcast. The inclinations you have about someone you know, that's a phone call of encouragement. The ideas you have about improving something, those are strategies someone is seeking. When you decide to step out to find out, having a plan is important. Being in prayer, sharing with trusted counsel are all necessary ingredients, no doubt. But I have learned from my own life that the direction you are seeking, the where do I even start question that looms, becomes clearer when you actively start moving. When you actually take a step, When you do your research, when you study the concepts, write the vision and share it, when you update your resume, begin the application process, organize your files, when you schedule a consultation, when you commit to the appointment, when you attend the webinar, when you send the email, make the call, practice the ask, Record the video, give it a name, bullet the contents, apply the keys that you're learning. The direction becomes clearer in the doing. Confidence is a derivative of preparation. When you are prepared, confidence meets you there. Reminder number five the last reminder to help us face fear and do it scared. Your purpose is connected to what burdens you. Shout out to Pastor Jenkins for this one. The very things that cause you to say, someone should do something about this. They need to improve this by doing A, B, and C. 
man, this could be so much better if, you know what? I I wish there was a space, a place, a service, a product that all of these thoughts and similar thoughts are connected to your purpose. You are the person you are looking for. The burden feeling, especially when you can visualize or articulate a remedy to the need, to the problem or the opportunity, indicates that your purpose is directly connected to that context. And sometimes that thing can be messy and unattractive to you when you think of all the work, the red tape, the bureaucracy, the skill, etc. But when you are designed and uniquely gifted for a particular assignment and receive and believe God is with you, stepping out and stepping in is not just for your own benefit, which there will be plenty in the form of lessons, sharpening, and being all that God has created you to be. And there's no age or time limit on this either. But the most transformational return on stepping out to find out is the people God has assigned for you to serve and help. And what fuels your ability to do this efficiently, effectively, and rooted in love is by receiving God's love for you, growing in that love and your relationship with him, flowing in that love and your relationship with self, and then expressing that love externally to everything that you touch. Moving in the plan and purpose God has for you can shift generations and leave a lasting legacy for your children's children's children. Ultimately, y'all, stepping out to find out is about being used by God to fulfill his plan and requires us to move in spite of fear to experience what's on the other side of the unknown. If you step out and find out, nope, that's not it, that was not it. Okay, it's a journey. Regroup, prepare, extract the lessons, pray, set intentions, and step out again. Your promised land and those connected to it await you. This week, I encourage you to do three things. One, reflect on the mindset check-in. What words of wisdom would you give your younger self? Perhaps those words of wisdom will be applicable for you now. Number two, take a step. Whatever that means for you, take a step. And lastly, return next Monday for another episode of the Inside Job Podcast. I'm proud of you. I believe in you. And I would love to hear from you. You can connect with me at Mikkel at striveforimpact.com. That's Mikkel, M-I-K-E-L, at strive for f-o-r impact m-p-a-c-t dot com no i in impact be sure to rate the inside job podcast leave a review and share i love you 
keep going.